Wherever you are around the world today, it's great you can be here with us. Well, I'm going to go straight to the scriptures, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8, verse 5. We're going to read about a centurion. A centurion was a Roman soldier. This Roman soldier was a believer. And he comes to Jesus and he asks him to do something for him. And it says, When he, that is Jesus, entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, appealing to him and saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralysed, in terrible distress. And Jesus said to him, Well, I'll come and cure him. And the centurion answered, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only speak the word and my servant will be healed. Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only speak the word and my servant will be healed. This is a fabulous passage of scripture. Jesus goes on and he says, In all of, all of Israel, I've not found faith like this. And then Jesus heals the 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 servant uh, that the man has, the centurion has. What's going on? The centurion is saying, I want you to heal this guy, but don't come to my house because I'm not worthy to have you come into my house. You know why? Because I know who I am. I know what I have done. I'm not worthy to have you come to my place. I'm just not. In the last few days, I've been talking about the forgiveness of God that when we ask God to forgive us, that God's forgiveness is complete, total, absolute, that God forgives absolutely. And, and whilst many of us can go, okay, I can believe that God could do that, there are many of us who stop and go, yeah, but I can't forgive myself. I can't forgive myself for the past that I am. See, because what we are is we're filled with shame. We're filled with shame knowing what we have done. Have you ever done something and you, and you look back now and you go, how silly, how stupid, how foolish. What was I thinking? I can't believe I would do something like that. Many of us feel that way. And whilst we can go, well, God would be capable of forgiveness, but I'm not capable of forgiving myself. And you know the effect of that is the effect of that is that it affects the way that we love other people. It affects the way we treat ourselves. It affects the way that we are happy and experience fulfilment in our life because there's that, this secret within us where we are ashamed of ourselves. And see, what we do is we're looking at ourselves through human eyes, through human eyes. Uh, when you do what I do, you receive a lot of uh, mail from people, calls from people. I uh, received a letter from someone on death row uh, in prison um, who knew what they had done. I have received, uh, I've received and talked to many people who have been the cause of their marriages ending and it was their fault. I've talked to many people who talk about the fact that they didn't parent well they just didn't give it the attention it needed. And now in their children, even as their children as grown adults, they can see what they have done. There are people have written about how they have stolen things, how they have gossiped about people, how they have done all kinds of things. And what shame does, shame keeps robbing us and saying to us, look at who you are. Look at who you are. Look at who you are. 
which is the exact opposite of what God says to us, is God says to us, you're forgiven. God says to us, son. God says to us, daughter. God says to us, you are mine. God says to us, you are made for me. But we don't say that to ourselves. We end up saying to ourselves, but look at who I am, because we live with the memory of it. Remember when I told the story the other day of creating me a clean heart, which was David's prayer, when he began to say to God, God, look what I've done, because what had he done? He'd seen Bathsheba bathing on the roof of another building. He'd inquired who she was. He finds out she's married. He brings her over. He gets her pregnant. Then when he finds out she's pregnant, he murders her husband because then he gets to keep the girl. And then he says, he says, my sin is ever before me. I know what I have done. He says it over and over and over. David lives with the reality of this. And so what his only response is he has to come back to God and he has to say, God, God, you need to heal me. You need to change me. You need to have your will within me. It's for that reason that St. Paul says in the book of Acts that ultimately God, David turning to God, Paul says of him is, you know, that he was a man after God's own heart. See, we need conversion, which is what Lent is about. Lent is about seeing ourselves through the eyes of God and not through the eyes of who we see ourselves. Because of the way we seeing ourselves so often robs us of who we truly are. If you're holding on to a past hurt because of what you have done, and the way you see yourself, let it go. Let it go and, and be transformed by the renewing of your thinking and your mind so that you would experience the fullness and the love of God. God does not want you to limp through life because what, of what you have done in your past. No, we don't forget, but it does not need to have sting. It does not need to have a poison in our life. And whenever we look back in our life and we see the things that we have done, it's at those times that we can stop and say, I really need the mercy and the grace and the love of God. And those things where we were weak becomes, become moments of us turning more deeply and gracefully and dependently upon God in our life. I'm going to pause there because I want to go on to talk about something else. Uh, but as you can see, every day I'm just adding a little bit. And I'll come and add a little bit more tomorrow on exactly what we're talking about uh, as we go forward in this Lenten journey. But don't hold on to the disappointment of yesterday because it's crippling who you are today. And God desires that you're free, which is the reason he sent his son to die for us and to rise for us. Yesterday's hurts, yesterday's silliness, yesterday's wrong do not need to rob us of the person that God is calling us to be today. Loving Father, I thank you today that you see every person who can hear the sound of my voice. Father God, right now, I pray that as we're in this Lenten journey, this time of Lent, preparing for the death and the resurrection of Christ, that you would bring your deeper love, your deeper experience of you into our life, that you would allow us to experience healing that you would allow us, Lord God, to move on from those areas of our life where we are filled with shame at times, where we're disappointed in us and who we are, that you intend to restore us, Lord God, to being whole and complete because you love us. 
Lord, I pray your healing upon us, your wholeness upon us today, even in ways we don't understand. And Lord, I pray for all those who will stand with me and help me proclaim the gospel to touch live, the lives of people in places far away and close, to touch the lives of people who are just quietly listening right now that maybe we'll never hear about. Lord God, come and be with us in this time. Thank you that we can be on this Lent journey together. And Father, we make this prayer in the name of Jesus through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all, everybody. See you tomorrow. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you. Thank you for walking this daily devotional journey through Lent with Bruce Downs and the team. We're praying for you in this holy season. If this podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to share it with others. You can connect with us on social media. And if you would like access to more content, head to our website at brucedowns.org.